0: Psalms 139 and verse 14. If you're there, say amen. amen. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made i want to preach to you tonight fearfully and wonderfully made could we pray together great god of heaven and earth god of abraham isaac and jacob you are the god of these people tonight we need your word to speak i pray that our hearts would be ready to receive in the name of jesus i pray tonight god that every soul would be in alignment with the thoughts of god toward us I pray in the name of Jesus that our minds would be ready to receive. I pray for good soil tonight, for the good seed of the Word of God. Bless your people. Bless your church. And be glorified in all we say and do. In Jesus' mighty name, let the church say amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and give Him thanks for His great Word tonight. Thank you, Lord. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word shall never, never, never pass away. Give him thanks for it tonight. Praise God. You may be seated. Fearfully and wonderfully made. The 139th Psalm is, uh, it is inscribed as being praise To the all-knowing God. Or the God who is omniscient. The God who knows all things. You know, the more I find out about God, the more I find out that He knows. The more grateful I am at the measure of His love for me. Because everything in my life that I can hide from even those who are the closest to me. God knows all of it. There is no secret hidden from Him. There is no fault or failure that is hidden from him. Yet he is a God who continues to love. Aren't you thankful that in spite of your shortcomings, in spite of all of your faults, in spite of all of your failures, the many times that he could have walked away, but he kept right on loving you. He kept right on blessing you. The psalmist said, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. He said thou knowest my down And my uprising. Now this ought to make some of us afraid. He said you understand my thoughts. From afar off. Thou compassest my path. And my lying down and are acquainted. Somebody say this with me. With all. Woo. He said, Lord, you are acquainted with all my ways. That's powerful. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. He said, you know every word that has come from my tongue. You know every word that I've spoken. I can't hide it from you. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high and I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence? We quote this a lot, but this is as powerful as anything you'll ever read. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there if I make my bed in hell behold thou art there if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me if I say surely the darkness shall cover me even the night shall be light about me are you hearing what I'm preaching to you right now Even when the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. You have covered me. In my mother's womb, when I was still in my mother's womb, you had your hand on my life. He said, and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I've come to encourage somebody in this house tonight. That may be walking through the darkest valley you've ever walked in in your life. I've come to tell you that the dark and the light are the same to him. That God is not intimidated by the darkness that's in your life. God is not frustrated by this trial in which you face tonight. But he is a God That is with you. If I ascend into the heavens. You are there. If I make my bed in the lowest of hell. You are there. If I take the wings of the morning. You're there. I'm telling you tonight. He is a God. That will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I get so worried sometimes about the things that I face. But I want to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of like his disciples. When the storm came, they got frustrated that he wasn't worried. He was sleeping and they were worrying. And they got upset that he wasn't as troubled as they were. Come on, let me preach to you worry warts in here tonight. I said it upset them that he wasn't as worried as they were. I feel like reminding somebody in this house tonight, he doesn't wake up in the morning scratching his head trying to figure out how he's going to work through the stuff in your life. I I know you act like nobody else has ever been where you're at right now. And they may not have been exactly where you are. But let me tell you, whether it's in the highest of heaven or it's in the lowest of hell, he's with you tonight. Can I tell you, He is with you in the courtroom. He is with you in the operating room. He he said, you were with me and your hand was on me even in my mother's womb. I will not worry and I will not be afraid about what I'm facing because God is with me. The word of the Lord tells us. That God created for six days and He rested on the seventh day. I love to preach creation. Creation is so amazing to me because God is such a God of order. One of my favorite things to take note of in creation is how thoughtful God is about everything that we need. In the six days of creation, God created everything today that tomorrow would need. Every day of his creation, whatever was created that day, had everything that it needed to sustain it. And on the sixth day, God created man. And I love to preach the difference in the way that God created man. and the way that God created everything else. Because for five days, he spoke and it happened. For five days, he would say, let there be, and there was. But on the sixth day, he took that dirt and that earth... That he had spoken into existence on the third day. And the Bible said that on the sixth day. If you can imagine this. It is an anthropomorphism. Understanding that God was not a man. But he was a spirit. But if you can imagine that God himself got down on his hands and knees. And began to form in that dust that he had created. Just three days ago, he formed with his hands a body. And the Bible said that after he formed it with his hands, that he took the very breath of God himself. And breathed into that man. And when he breathed into the nostrils of that man. Man became a living being. I want to tell you something tonight. Whether you realize it or not. The devil is still a liar. And God has breathed life into you. You weren't formed by accident. You weren't created by accident. The hand of God has been on you since you were formed in your mother's womb. God knows what he's doing. that sixth day, God took his hands and he formed man. That is why I believe that this world is in such a mess. I believe this world is in such a mess because man was created by the touch of God. It was created not just by the spoken word of God, but by the hand of God. God literally formed man by his hand. And people in this world are looking for ways to satisfy the longing that's in their lives, trying to find something that can touch them the way that God has touched them. But when I was young, we used to sing a song that said, No one can touch you like Jesus can. No one can give you peace you cannot understand no one can bind your wounds with nail scarred hands there's nobody that can ever touch you like jesus can i'm telling you tonight that there are men and women and young people in this city who right now while we're sitting under the touch of god they're reaching for bottles in medicine cabinets they're reaching for syringes and tying off their arms they're filling their bodies with foreign substances because they're trying to find something that can touch them but if you're hearing what I'm preaching tonight and you're struggling in your mind and you're struggling in your spirit I want to remind you there's nothing and nobody that can ever touch you like Jesus nobody can touch you like Jesus Woo. there is There is a fact that this world has spun out of control. It's as chaotic as I've ever seen in my life. We literally see unfolding before our eyes the spirit of Antichrist. Trying to erase everything that has been formed in the image of God. You may think that it's just liberal ideologies. That are being taught in colleges and schools telling our kids to be able to choose their gender. But I'm going to tell you why the religion of sexual perversion is as powerful as it is today. It's because man was created in the image of God. And in his image created he male and female. The reason why this present world is trying to destroy the image of women and the image of men is because we were created in the image of God. I don't I don't care. I don't care what you identify as. You were created in the image of God. I said you were created in the image of God. And you can believe it how you want to believe it, but I'm gonna tell you, we've got scriptural precedent. That if you were born as a man, when you stand before God on judgment day, you're going to stand before God as a man. And if you were born as a woman, you're going to stand before God as a woman. Because anything you do to mess that up you are marring the image of a God that created you in His image. I want to tell you tonight I'm not searching for who I am. I'm not searching for identity. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's gotten so bad now that we've got famous people who have Quote, unquote, change their genders that are coming out now saying, this is getting crazy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't buy it. I'm talking about yeah. they dress like a completely different sex than they used to. And they're saying, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy does it have to be when the crazies are calling it crazy? Do yeah. you know what frustrates me about that? is the crazies are calling it crazies and the church is saying oh it's just going to happen the world is recognizing the chaos and the church is saying well let's just let's just go through another Sunday night let's just have three more songs and offering and a sermon and go home I'm telling you we can't afford to just go through the motions we are fearfully and wonderfully made It's exhausting when you, try to, when you try to wrap your mind around all the chaos and the confusion. and uh, Lord have mercy. My heart breaks for these poor babies that don't know. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, we didn't get here overnight. We got here when people stopped taking their kids to Sunday school. People can say whatever they want, but these kids didn't just wake up at six years old and say, Hey, I think I'm an opposite. Say, I'm going to tell you what happened. This was one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty. And justice for all. We didn't get here by getting under God. We got here from trying to walk out from under him. We got here by neglecting to be together in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you tonight, apostolic people, there ought not be a Sunday that passes by that your children are not in Sunday school, that your kids are not in the house of God. I want my children to be raised in the chambers of the house of God where they can hear the word of God echo in their minds seven days a week. We talk about this world in the way that it is, but I'm telling you, I believe the fix for this world is a fiery, hot, old-fashioned apostolic revival. I believe the fix for this world is for the church to wake up and say, I believe it's our day. I believe the fix for this world is for the church to wake up and say, our greatest revivals are not behind us. Our greatest revival is right here and right now. I believe the darker it gets, it's time for the church to shine brighter than we've ever shined. I want to have an apostolic revival. should be no confusion of who we are because we were fearfully and wonderfully made, formed in the image of God after his likeness. He breathed on man and he became a living soul, but shortly after he breathed on man, God created man and man created chaos this story happens at least five times in the Old Testament that God creates a space for man man creates chaos then man has to be renewed back to God and while you search the Old Testament you'll find that cycle about five times if you search my life you'll find it a lot more than five times But I'm standing here to tell you tonight that I'm thankful for the mercy of God that endures to all generations. I thank him tonight for his mercy. It's because of his mercy that I am not consumed. I stand before you tonight a grateful man that I know who I am by the blood of the Lamb. I know who I am by the hands of my Creator. It's warm enough in here tonight, it'll make you want to live right. Come on, somebody. You know, one of the greatest gifts that God has given us in this life is to see the beautiful creation that He has made. Just today, I don't know if, if, if I was daydreaming or thinking or what, but I got to thinking about the beauty of some of the things that I've seen in my life. I remember as a kid, the first time I saw the majesty of the Grand Canyon, I thought it was gorgeous, but I didn't appreciate it like I did when I got older. I've been blessed several times to be to the Grand Canyon to see it, and then I've been been blessed several times in my life to fly over the Grand Canyon and to see it from above and to look at that. And, you know, it's just so neat to me. That there were two big rocks that were flying through space. And they collided, and when they did, the Grand Canyon just went. Brother Bingham just got back from South Africa. And we traveled there together in two thousand and nineteen. And uh, the majesty of that place is unbelievable to me that you can be in a dry kind of brown grass looking place, get on an airplane, a couple hours later you're on the ocean, drive 30 minutes, you're in the mountains, drive an hour the other way and you're in these beautiful vineyards and valleys. It's absolutely beautiful. You think all that just happened? God's so good to us. In the things that he lets us see. And the beauty that we get to behold. But I still get overwhelmed when I think of all the things that he made. When he made me. I was the only thing. The only creation that he breathed his own spirit into. And when man made chaos of what God had created, the Bible said that he tried to work on them through rams and bullocks and lambs and priests, through temples and tabernacles, but it would not work. So the God of all creation robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. And he came among us So that our sins could be remitted. I want to tell you that on the day of Pentecost. They were all gathered together in one place. With one mind and one accord. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And I believe it was the breath of God. Being released again. His spirit into the heart's Of humanity. There is nothing in this world. That can receive the Holy Ghost. But humanity. Aren't you glad tonight. That you were fearfully. And wonderfully. made? If that don't light your fire. Your wood's wet. If that don't get you excited. You better have your neighbor check your pulse. You've been filled with the matchless gift of the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit of Christ in you. The hope of glory. If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, they are none of his. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you tonight, there is no greater blessing in the world I thank God for all the blessings that I have. I thank God for my pretty wife. i married way up above my means. I thank God that she gave me three beautiful daughters. I thank the Lord that they're all healthy. I thank God for this great church that I get to be a part of. I thank God for each and every one of you. But there is no blessing in the world like being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to bore you tonight, but I came across this this week, and I I literally could not get it off my mind. But we were fearfully and wonderfully made. You can read that in Scripture and even in context. It sounds great. It sounds neat. It sounds amazing. But I'm not really sure we get the fullness of the context of what the Word of God is saying. This week, I came across this incredible, most powerful understanding that I had never seen in my life. Maybe some of you have seen this or read this. But the DNA molecule in human beings is a double helix consisting of two major segmented strands that spiral clockwise. Now, these strands are connected by sulfur bridges that look like rungs in a ladder. I don't know how many of you have ever seen it, but there's a a picture of one here on the screen tonight. But these these rungs, these bridges, they are not evenly spaced on the molecule, but they do have a specific pattern. It begins with the first bridge. There's ten segments, and then there's another one. Then there's five segments and another. Then there's six segments and then another. And then there's five segments and it begins the process all over again. In the molecular structure of DNA, the pattern repeats over and over. 10-5-6-5. 10-5-6-5. That pattern is repeated over and over. And over and over for the entire length of the molecule. Now this is extremely interesting. When you start comparing this to the human language written in Hebrew. In Hebrew every letter corresponds with a number. Since there are no distinct numbers like we have in the English language. In Hebrew the number 10 which is the first segment of pattern 10-5-6-5 five, five. the number 10 in Hebrew is the letter Yod or Y the number 5 is the letter hey or H in English the number 6 is Vav or W therefore the numbers that are found in the DNA pattern of 10-5-6-5 five, five would be yod hey. Vav hay. this is the hebrew name by which god reveals himself in the old testament i've come to tell you tonight that you are fearfully i feel the holy ghost in here right now you were created with his name on you you were created in the image of god Every day that you get up out of the bed, the devil wants you to believe that you can't. And the devil wants you to believe that it's over. But I've come to tell you, you've got a name in you. There is power in you. You are a child of the King. Now I want you to follow what I'm saying to you right now. God's very name is literally found... In the DNA structure of every single molecule. You hear what I'm telling you. In other words, every DNA molecule in every living organism bears the imprint of the name of the God of your Bible, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. But that's not all. Yod He Vodhe was the name that he revealed himself to uh, by in the Old Testament. But there's more to this. I don't know how many of you have looked historically at ancient languages, but just like Egyptian hieroglyphic languages, there's a pictorial language in Hebrew. You can't make this stuff up. This is unbelievable. Somebody say, I was on his mind. The letters represent images or concepts. So when you take this 10, 5, 6, 5 molecular structure pattern. And you bring it together with the pictorial uh, uh, picture grip grip of the Hebrew language. This is what you find specifically. That the letter Yod or Y represents uh, a picture That means to behold or to see. To behold. Hey or H represents a hand. Vav or W represents a nail. You can see this at the top. And of course in Hebrew it is from right to left. But on here I want you to notice. To behold the hand, behold the nail. Or you could say it like this. Not only does your DNA have his name, but it reveals who that God is. If you were to look at the pictures of the Hebrew language of the name that is revealed in the molecular structure of the DNA of humanity, it would say, I am God, behold the nail in my hand. Brothers and sisters, I've come to preach to you tonight that the God of the Old Testament has a name and he robed himself in flesh and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Can I tell you that God has highly exalted him and given his a name that is exalted above every other name. He is Jesus. <laughs> the DNA molecule is God's fingerprint embedded in man that he created literally and manually. By his hands according to Genesis 2 and 7. I've come to preach to somebody here tonight and I'm almost done. But I've come to preach to you that you've been worried about how you're going to come through this. You've been worried about how you're going to get over this. You've been worried how you're going to find the strength to do this. I know that humanism would say you'd find the strength within yourself but they're really not too far from the truth. I know that those who are who are open to greater understanding and greater learning and all of these people that have this great knowledge, you know, they think they found some new path and they're saying that you got to find God within you. They're really not that far off. I know what Oprah said. Oprah said, everybody's got to find God in themselves, their own path to God. Well, I want to tell you, he's in you. And he's been there since he formed you That's why he could tell Jeremiah Before I formed you in your mother's womb I knew you I put my fingers on your life I put an impression on your life I've come to preach to you tonight You are not an afterthought in the mind of God You are the thought of God You are the apple of his eye You are formed in his image How will I ever get through this? How will I ever come out of this? Well, I want to tell you, the answer's already in you. (laughs) It's really, it's not hyperbole. When you read the scripture and you understand now, when he said, lo, I am. Come on. Somebody preached to me right now. He said, lo, I am. Lo, I am with you. Always. Even to the end, I am literally with you. The psalmist had some kind of an understanding because he said, even if I make my bed in the lowest hell, you are with me. And was he ever telling the truth? I want to tell you that within every cell of your body tonight, there is a marker there that says who created you and whose image you were created in. So I command every lion devil that's been trying to tell you that you're never going to get over this and you're never going to be healed and that God has forgotten about you. I've come to preach tonight that God is... know that humanity wants to corrupt the things that God has done. But when you look at this from science, you know, that's been a big deal over the last few years. Believe the science. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe what the book says about it. And when you look, when you look at humanity and the molecular structure of how were we created, we were created, and you literally, I'm talking about, there is absolutely no debate about this. When you look at it and realize that his name was in us before we ever drew our first breath, that means I can get up tomorrow morning and say this is the day that the Lord If you've been facing a storm that you didn't know how you were going to come out. If you've been facing a struggle and a trouble and trial. And you didn't know how you were going to come out. I would challenge you in the Holy Ghost tonight. To just lift your hands and say, Lord, you created me in your image. And I'm going to stay in that image. And whatever you're doing, you're big enough to take care of this. Lord, I'm going to be right here. Giving you the praise and the glory. That you alone deserve. I'm going to give you the best that I can give you. I'm going to serve you every day of my life. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can separate us? from his mighty hand. His name is in us. And when I got baptized in Jesus' name, he put his name on me. I'm not identified by what I did. I'm not identified by what I've been through. I'm identified by the name that is above every day. I want something to make sense to you right now, okay? I'm saying to you tonight, there is not an angel in the heavenlies that shares our DNA. Not one. All the majestic things they've seen. All the deliverances that they've seen. But there ain't an angel one that's got the DNA that I've got. And my DNA says he's my father. Pastor St. Clair, I I wasn't raised in this. My mother and my dad, neither one served the Lord. Maybe you had family that was alcoholics and drug addicts, whatever it may be. But let me tell you something. I I know that if you look on paper, they can track where your DNA comes from. You know, we supposedly got family that came from Ireland and that I think some of them came from the circus. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what they can't show. They can't can't show that every one of us have a DNA. Now, listen, this may shock you because the world don't want you to know this. But every white man, every black man, every Hispanic man, Every Chinese man and every woman of every race—we're all called by the same Father. Malachi 2:10. Have we not all oh one Father? have not one God created? It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter what race you feel like you were born to. You are a child of God. You're a child of God. You were formed in His image. You were were made in the image of God. I want you to rejoice tonight in the God of your salvation. It doesn't matter where you've been. What matters is who you belong to.